let's talk about sex. So, Corey, you know that I especially have a heart for professional athletes and helping them with their marriage. And I wonder if you saw Tim Tebow in Vogue magazine this month. Well, I haven't received my copy of Vogue yet that, you know, I'm subscribed to and comes in the mail. There must be some mistake with the post service. <laughs> no. I, I know. I knew you were into that magazine. <laughs> but he has lit all kinds of fire by saying that he wants a wife who is sweet and has a servant's heart. And that, that seems like a sweet enough request and I, the media is all over his case. I, I would think a lot of people want that in a spouse. Well, apparently the world thinks he is describing um, somebody right out of Fifty Shades of Grey who will just do whatever he wants on a whim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, a, what a leap that one is. I know. I guess they just don't have any concept of what a servant's heart is. Man, but that's... that brings me to some great things to talk about on Sexy Marriage Radio. That's what do you right. Think? And, and we are glad that you've joined us at Sexy Marriage yeah. Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, where we're going to have all kinds of conversations about married life and sex and love and a servant heart and how <laughs> some things just get skewed, it seems. And sometimes exactly. marriage gets skewed. And we want to be a resource that helps, though. And so you can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd also love to hear from you. You can call us at 615 56 or email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we know full well based on the emails we get yeah. and just the general state of what the media shows and displays it seems there is a lot of hurt and pain when it comes to marriage out there yeah you know it's one thing when we get those emails and and feedback that says that we've helped their marriage so much, and it's they're Love so those. excited. Yeah, and equally um, meaningful are the emails that come in where people are in so much pain, mm -hmm. and and they ask, "Should I give up? Yeah. Or am I broken? Or is there hope for us?" And and one of the things I would I would provide is counsel from the very beginning of our show yeah. is just the fact that you reach out for help helps. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's research that's found that that even if you just go buy a book on your relationship or call a therapist on your, an issue that's going on in your life or in your marriage or hire a coach or you know when you initiate that process, mm -hmm. it helps. Yeah, surprisingly, if you pay for it, the more you pay, the more you tend it tends yeah. to even help. But exactly. but this is not a commercial for us no. because I I refer people out all the time. Right, but it it is one of those that just you yeah. know take off the the pride that is usually associated with well I don't struggle I don't want to let anybody else know I struggle yeah. and and reach out to somebody and just say yeah you know things things aren't good. You know, I, I do need some help. And yeah. even if it's just email on our show, you know, feedback at yeah. sexymarriageradio.com, we, we will try to help any way we can. We will try to point in the right direction. We will do a show on it. I mean, if there's something that we can provide, we want to know because we want to be a right. resource and a valuable asset to your life and to your marriage. And so 
just the fact of saying, speaking up makes a huge, huge difference. And then the other that would come along right, right after that on the idea of, should you give up? Mm -hmm. Obviously that's a easy question. Not easy is the wrong word, but that's, that's Mm -hmm. a simple question that's much more complex when you put it in with, mm-hmm. in the context of, of your situation, yeah. because there's so much else going on that the only thing I can think of is it's going to be completely up to you. No one else should say yes or no. Okay. Right. I would say stick with it and keep fighting until you tell it's a no brainer one way or another. Especially if you'll give it a concerted block of time. Right. If you and your mate can say, we don't know, but we're going to give it everything we've got for six months or one year. And at, at that point, then at least we'll know, hey, right. we gave it everything we've got. But most of the time when you ask somebody who's ready to give up and you say, well, what steps have you taken to actually improve your relationship? there's not a definite set of steps that they took together. Right. So, so yeah, seek help. Yeah. Cause just, <laughs> just kind of, um, going to your own corners and thinking about it is not going to help solve it. You know, yeah. it's it, oftentimes you need a different perspective. You need a different outlook. You need somebody to encourage, you need somebody to bounce something off of. You need, to read about something. I mean, there's, there's lots of different manners that can, that help can be offered, but mm-hmm. it seems like what we want to try to do is to continue to discuss it over and over and over and over and over with our spouse when we don't realize that's just the definition of insanity. Cause I'm, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to produce a different outcome by having the same conversation. Well, for many people, they've never had the conversation. Well, especially the one who is scared to death of conflict. That's true. But it's, it's, I would say just the whole interaction patterns you've had. It's, I'm trying to produce a different result by continuing doing the same thing. And that doesn't happen. So if I can kind of pull back, seek some help. And one of the things I would offer on this is when I choose a course of action, because it seems like whenever you get, in, in struggle. I know for simple marriage and the things that I offer, I get a whole lot of signups for different things or purchases for different things between mm-hmm. the hours of 10 PM and 2 AM. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, that just says, okay, it's right after a crisis. It's mm-hmm. right after something that's happened. That's bad. And so they're looking for help right then. And that's, you know, <laughs> we're, we get desperate for help and, desperate for things that will provide relief and for and some outlook and some comfort and hope so when you pick a course of action be it therapy be it coaching be it a course be it the mm-hmm. the sexy marriage solution be it mm-hmm. the simple marriage course and academy which is launching next week be it whatever yeah. that you choose stick with that one don't continue going on all these different paths of oh i'll read this book now and i'll read this book because you get so many different varying of views out there that it kind of gets to where it's confusing of like, wait, they say do this, this person says do this, this person says do this, which one's right? And my answer is they all are probably. Yeah, it's like diets. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the diet books on the shelf. Exactly. If you just pick one doggone book and do it. So it's almost like help. go on a relationship help fast, if you will. <laughs> you know, pick pick a course of action 
and go for it and give it some time to see how it unfolds and see how it works. And then if it's not working well, well, then you can always try something else. But it seems like we get so desperate for stuff that we pick up all these different things and it just ends up confusing us and making us even further into our gridlock. So, I mean, should you give up? My initial thought is no. You know, and obviously that's kind of going against the counsel I just said earlier of nobody should say yes or no for you. But my <laughs> encouragement is stick with it till it's a no brainer. Yeah. It, and so when you're looking at taking steps to get help, you want to know that you can't control the other person. Yeah. So number one, when you're reaching out for help, none of us is above needing help. Corey and I do this for a living. Corey's married to Pam. I'm married to Paul. We're not married to each other. Um, neither of us is above getting help for our own marriages. We would do it in a heartbeat mm -hmm. and have and probably will in the future. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a coach. I help people uh, reach their full potential for a living. You better believe I hire coaches to help me as well. <laughs> so, you know, there's all kinds of instances where you might think, hey, I shouldn't need that kind of help. I'm a minister or I'm a professional or something. And boy, it never ceases to amaze me. The people who are the most successful in life are always the most coachable. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about that. That's any kind of weakness. Man, that's a lot of strength to say that you need help. Okay, let me let me add on to that statement right there of the people that are most successful in life are those that are most coachable. How does that play out in a relationship? How coachable are we by our spouse? That is such a good question. Because you think of it, that's that's mm -hmm. one of those fundamental concepts that mm -hmm. can cause so much grief and pain because yeah. you start digging in your heels on something that they want or something they constantly bring up about you and your life and your role or, or your interactions or whatever, that it then it, be, it starts to become this real clear line in the sand of, I'm not giving in on that. You know, I'm not subjecting myself to your tyranny on that. I'm going to be my own person. And so some of that has, is it's, it's interesting that statement of those that are most coachable yeah. dramatically applies to marriage. Yeah, I it has been with working with peak performers that I was able to see that in myself, how childish it was for me when Paul would bring something up to respond so emotionally or so hostily with not even being able to hear just to be so quick with, mm -hmm. well, you, blah, 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 you know, to, to just so quick put up the shields and, and throw my own daggers and... Mm -hmm. And that's probably one of the best things we have going for us is our ability to quietly explain, man, this hurts me. And uh, this is what I'm feeling. And, and have each of us be able to put ourselves in each other's shoes and listen without judging and listen without feeling like we have to defend ourselves. It's really dramatic. Yeah, John Gottman difference. refers to that as the ability to be influenced by your spouse. Because we have so many times where, you know, I want to be influenced, but only in the manner and direction in which I want to be going anyway. <laughs> you know, it's this whole, well, yeah, if it's going to produce what I really want, well, sure, I'll be influenced by you, honey. You know, but what about the things that I don't want? You know, what, what about the things that we 
constantly have just are that are unresolved issues, which will always be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, what's my role in it? Am I not being influenced by it? And and it could be very well be just as a detour, real quick, that the stance you're taking on some issue, it, it's not right or wrong. So if it's a perpetual issue, which there's a majority of things that we have in life and in marriage that are perpetual. Right. There's, it's not right. Not or, right. It's not right they're or not. wrong. It's not, you're not right. They're wrong and vice versa. It's, it's just, yeah. you just see things differently and you have to just live with that differences. But on the other thing, some of the major things, some of the value things, where am I being influenced by them? Will I take into account what they want for me, what they want for themselves, how that impacts me and my situation, and and move act accordingly? Because that's the servant heart right there. That's the that's what Thibaut, I'm assuming, yeah, was talking about. Is yeah. I want somebody that will be with me. That it's not all about them. Right. And probably not even all about me. You know? <laughs> That's because exactly if you think about it in, Yeah, if you think about it in long term, if you had a slave boring, you know, down the road <laughs> because you need somebody that pushes back, somebody that that has I their own I just want opinion. a slave on the side. I don't want to be married to this slave. <laughs> well, <there you> go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fair enough. Oh. Uh, that so when we're talking about being influenced by our spouse, the the times that I hear the most question and the most confusion is not when we can recognize that the spouse is a good person. It's when that person is operating out of a very dysfunctional mindset. Okay. So you know, again, some of those some of the emails that come into us they represent years of of really deep hurt and and dysfunction people who loved you hurt you mm-hmm. and so it affects your your view of sex and intimacy and marriage and and yourself and all of those things that are colored by by hurts that never should have happened right. so when when we're operating in that that's really when you do want professional help people that will help you on an intellectual level a spiritual level um we know that's not a simple answer is what we're saying. Like, oh, yeah, just be influenced by your mate. When that mate's very dysfunctional, that's a, then you have to wade through what's healthy in, in the midst of it. Right, because being influenced by your mate means you have a pretty refined sense of self, too. Because lots of times we get into this idea of I'll be influenced by them, by I will be smothered by them. I'll cave to them. I'll totally cater to them. And that's how I serve. That's how that's abused a lot. And I know the Christian community of, well, you should serve. Well, that doesn't mean be a doormat. You know, that doesn't mean just be run over and let everybody have their own way. You know, you can, you are still beautifully, wonderfully, uniquely made. So live accordingly and have a more solid sense of self that's able to be influenced and is permeable, but it doesn't lose its shape. Right. And in that sense of self, your self-esteem, if you're going to give all the power for your self-image and your value, if you're going to give that power to your mate, you will probably be frustrated all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to give you unconditional love. They're not even capable of it, most likely, unless they're really spiritually developed and have a revelation of being loved unconditionally. 
the yeah, average people really don't. We did a show about that earlier. Is unconditional love a myth? And we largely said, yeah, as humans, it is. If There's conditions on everything as a human. There is. So, I, you know, I can't stand conflict. I'd be one of these wives that I bite my tongue and it's been a lot of effort for me in a way to realize, like we say all the time, that we co-create the situations that we don't like. So for me to be able to kind of take the emotion out of it and say, all right, what part have I played here? Well, a big part that I've played is never speaking up because I'm afraid that Paul's going to get angry. I'm prejudging that he's going to get angry and it's going to be painful. Mm -hmm. So what if I come at it with a positive expectation and I speak up and I just say, hey, I'm just sharing these things because I, I think it's important to be heard. So anytime that you'll take a dynamic action and change your pattern, you bring change to the system. Absolutely. It's, I, I like to think of that as a leap of faith. That it's, yeah. And it's faith in yourself, not the system or the person. It's Faith it's, in ourselves. It's faith in yourself. And then obviously this applies to God in some spiritual realms, yes. But it's the idea of, you know, I am important enough to begin to speak up. I am important enough that my opinion, my view, my belief is important enough and valuable enough that I, I, I am going to say some things. I am going to rock the boat a little bit, and, and we'll just see what happens because it will alter the system. It will change things. Yeah. So when you can share things and not expect that it's going to suddenly have a dramatic change on your spouse at least you were able to say something and and the more you can work on yourself and find happiness and strength and and a purpose that's bigger than yourself the better things will go in your life mm -hmm. and then hopefully you'll end up living the life of your dreams with the love of your life mm -hmm. if it turns out that you're not with the love of your life if you go different directions at least you are being in integrity with yourself right you're 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 a better you yeah, be a better you. Which is so much more attractive, especially to yourself. Because, I mean, think of the times in your life where the best in you has really risen to the occasion. You know, it's it, where it's really been this whole, there's been some sort of a wrong that's been going on, maybe in someone else's life, but in your own life, and you were able to stand up and say no. You were able to put your foot down and leave a situation you're able to speak your mind without being aggressive and personal and hurtful you're you know whatever the circumstance is and it could even be the same dynamic is at play when you have something really tough you have to confront in your own life you know you have something's gone wrong at work and you have to go to that really tough meeting with your boss and before you walk in the door you know it's not going to be good possibly but you mm -hmm. muster up the courage and you go anyway. You know, it's that same idea at, at play. When you look back on those situations, I can almost promise every one of us has good feelings attached to that of like, yeah, that, that was good. You know, I don't like, it didn't turn out well, maybe, or out, the certain outcome doesn't matter. The right. point, the point is the best in you was there and, mm -hmm. and drove the situation. And when you operate from that, you can't help but better yourself and those around you. 
That is such a great point. And that is a phrase I will say almost like a mantra. My kids know that I say this all the time. I'll say it to them. When I start getting really negative and thinking about what I don't like about Paul or about, you know, anything, the whole political thing that's just driving me crazy <laughs> right now. But I'll start saying out loud or at least to myself, I love the highest and best in all people and I now draw the best people to me. And, I'll, and I might say it about Paul. I love the highest and best in Paul, and I now draw the best in him to me. And it helps me shift my thinking to what is his highest and best, and, and automatically that brings me to my highest and best place. So what we tell ourselves is a huge uh, determiner mm -hmm. of our reality. Yeah, the brain goes where it's told to go. Yeah. Oddly enough, and, and <laughs> that, se that. Seems, that seems strange. Because of these ruminating thoughts or obsessive thoughts or all these different things that we can get, you know, where your mind gets caught. Yeah. You know, but it goes where we tell it to go. Yeah. So use that power to, for good. Use that, that power for creating something better. Yeah, and, even if it feels like total BS when you first start saying it. Yeah. I'm, I, I've, I'm such a big believer in those affirmations, yeah. and I'm going to be the first to tell you, you feel like you're lying. Yeah. But see, I come at it from a slightly, it's the same point, but mm -hmm. I come at it from what I, what I focus on is some deeper breaths to just calm the anxieties that are going on in my body and in my right. mind. And then it's kind of a sifting through to what is the best in the core of me. Who am mm -hmm. I as a man, as a human, as a husband, as a father, and on all these different roles and aspects I have in my life. I can almost promise you if I'm in a moment of crisis or struggle, I can go back to one of those areas and, and draw comfort and mm -hmm. draw strength and saying, hey, I know that I had a great interaction with my son yesterday and I'm a good father and I can rest on that. Yeah. And that'll push me into the other area that I need to apply it to. Or I know I'm a good husband or I know, you know, and it's just it's kind of drawing strength from my inner core of Good. of who I am and that takes some work to refine and get to that point but it's it's very possible and well, it's the easier beauty than is it... we get to decide who we want to be at our yep. core yep what what well, words define us right I, I, I'll add the caveat and we might disagree on this but it, whatever if <laughs> we get to decide who we are at our core but we also get to uncover who we are at our core because I think we're beautifully right. made that some of that is just hasn't been born yet. And so it's kind of this whole, I don't buy into the idea of I can be anything I want to be. And I don't teach right. that to my kids. You know, yeah. it's this, this, there is ceilings to thing. And that's not something that's popular among education world. There are ceilings to people because you have to understand your gifts and your uniqueness mm -hmm. and your strengths. Right. And then go and down that path, not just don't fight against something you're not gifted for. Right. Exactly. Anyway. But so it's that idea of, if I'm, if I believe, and you and I both believe this, Gina, that we are in the process of becoming, mm -hmm. that we are in the process of evolving, and relationships and marriage particularly plays a huge role in helping refine that into something even better. If I can believe that and live that, I become better. And the beautiful thing is, when the best in me shows up, the best in those I'm with shows up too. Yeah, it's so true. And there's times you just want to hide. I know that as a woman, 
you know, my best friend texted me yesterday. She said, I just want to hide. And they're going through a lot of sickness and crazy stuff in her house. And I told her, well, your life is hidden with Christ and God. It's okay. You're safe. And, you know, in, in our case, I always come back to my faith. And that is mm -hmm. where I'll hide. And that is where I'm safe. And, and that's where my identity completely lies. Mm -hmm. So it is a huge uh, privilege, like you said, to uncover who we really are. Right. Who are we in our in our most supernatural place? Right, because when you talk about what happens in life and when you talk about what happens in marriage, when you hit the really rough times, mm -hmm. what comes out is who you really are. Yeah. Some of the initial things may not be, but the whatever it is that provided you the ability to make it through it, to, to stick with it, that's who you really are. That's the definition of who you are. And when you understand that, you can start building and, and becoming more. Right. And that's what you want to be. So as you're, as you're growing in your marriage, there's going to be tough times. But, you know, you know what they say? Not to be cheesy, but tough times never last. But tough people do. You can grow <laughs> stronger through it. Exactly. And when you work through the tough times... It, it only increases the value of what you've created and what you're creating. Absolutely. And that then opens the door to so much more in marriage, so much more greatness. So I know Pam and I have had such a good run because of the struggles we've gone through. Yeah. So stick with Absolutely. it until it's a no-brainer. That's our counsel. <laughs> and reach out for help if you need it because there is great resources available. Absolutely. We believe in you. We really do. This is Sexy Marriage Radio, and wherever you are, I hope that you can make it a great one. See you next <laughs> time. Bye-bye. Let's talk about...